Welcome to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. You may be asking, what does Indie mean? It's not just music or the way you dress. It's all about you and a unique way of life. Now, here is your host. Thank you and welcome to Indie. I'm Rinsley and I'm here today with Becca. And so we're going to talk about her. So, as you know, this show is called Indie for a reason. We have... What I've been trying to say is that we are... Everybody's Indie and everybody... You know, anything could be indie. So today I have my dance teacher here, Becca, which she can tell you how bad I am at dance and she still wants to teach us for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so she's amazing. She's like crazy good. Like it's it's really weird how good she is. So um, I'm going to ask her some questions. So you ready? Shoot. Okay. So when did you start dancing? Um, I started dancing when I was about five years old, um, four or five years old, but um, my family moved around a lot because of my dad's employment was, um, uh, he had to move for work. And so we did not um, stay in the same studio for so for very long. So it was kind of hit and miss. Um, I didn't get serious about dance until I was actually in high school. That's cool. Yeah. Cause it's kind of be hard to like move the studios and then like you'd have to like learn a new dance and then. Yeah. It was pretty tough. Yeah. That'd be really hard. <laughs> so what's your favorite dance type thing? Um, my favorite <laughs> dance style is probably um, modern dance. Um, I'm really fond of that just because of um, it's it's basically limitless in what you can discuss and what you your subject is. Uh, I also like that uh, there is no, there aren't very many rules in modern that you can take the technique that you have had but break those rules and find your own um, stylization or your own vocabulary. That's so cool. Yeah, you always talk about in the class, you're like, this is good because we can break all the rules and ballet and things, which mm-hmm. I like because I don't really like ballet that much. No offense to ballet dancers out there. It's just not my thing. Well, it's, <laughs> it I looks mean, great on you, just not on me. <laughs> it's a challenging art form, but um, once you know those rules, that's the best part is then you can break them. Break them, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what company do you dance with? Uh, currently, I dance with uh, Dulce Dance Company. It's a modern contemporary dance company out in Phoenix. Um and they explore everything from both ethnic um, dance um, in the area as well as uh, contemporary issues in society. And um, we uh, bring in other choreographers as well to put choreography on us. So That's so cool. And don't, do you like choreograph different things for you guys sometimes too? Uh, I am currently working on a piece right now called The Trouble with Bird Cages. Yeah, it sounds so cool. Like I can't. I wish I could go see it. Hopefully, I can because you talked about it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" I will let you know. So yeah, let me know because I really, really want to see that one. So, why do you dance? Um, I dance because, well, there are a lot of reasons why I dance. (laughs) Um, I think the biggest reason why I dance is not only do you are you're able to express yourself just like you would in singing or in acting. or in a different art media like uh, painting or photography. Uh, but I think the real reason why I do it is because not only do I get the rush of that expression, but I also get the endorphins from exercise. And when those two go together, uh, it creates something very different um, from any other type of performing that I've done before. Mm-hmm. And I feel the most fulfilled when I do that. And I feel like I can um, get so much, e- get into a character or portray an idea even quicker and faster without um being too obvious about what I'm talking about yeah for sure I think that's really cool like I'm not like this amazing seasoned dancer or anything but like when 
I'm dancing. I like that I can like, I really like to focus on my facial expressions a lot when I'm dancing. And so I just like getting into like the character and like being able to like, you know, just show it through my face. So that's kind of fun. And that's one of the things that I do actually like about dancing. I don't like to admit that I like to dance, but I kind of do. Just not really. It's hard to explain. I, I, I think I understand. I think I understand. <laughs> yeah. So what's your inspiration when you choreograph? Um, it depends on who I'm setting the choreography on. If it's choreography for myself or if it's choreography for other people. Um, if it's choreography for myself, um, it's an issue that will either be very dear to me or something that, um, like in the past, like a professor or um, a mentor or even like someone close to me has inspired an idea that I feel like needs more development in my in my mind, um, and also something that I think could be shared with the with the audience. If I'm choreographing for other people, it depends on what venue. Um, if I'm choreographing, for example, um, for you and the students that you dance with, I try to keep in mind like a lot of times the music that you guys would be interested in hearing, and also um, decide about some of the ideas that are affecting your lives personally right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, for in that sense, it's not for me; it's for you guys. And yeah, so I totally. need to be aware of that. And sometimes um, we're able to tie in concepts that we're like struggling with or looking at as a group yeah. uh, as we're building that choreography together and going through that um, experience together. And then we're able to find relation in what we're doing in the choreography as well as tying that into real life. Yeah. And that's like so cool because and like you were saying in class before you talk about this. Um, sometimes you do, um, how when we're dancing, it's kind of like we're telling a story, but it takes people to really actually think about it to mm-hmm. kind of get it. Cause like the way you choreograph, you choreograph it like that. And I think that's so cool. Well, thank so, you. Thanks. Yeah. How often do you dance? And, um, then on top of that, I dance between, um, probably si- about six hours out in that's Phoenix with my company. Crazy. So... <laughs> I'm, when do you sleep? Um, it it happens. It happens, but <laughs> just not just not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I dream about dance, so I'm not sure. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah, oh my definitely. Gosh, that's I, so funny. I dream about it all the time. That's crazy. Like that's dedication right there. <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, wow. So, what college did you go to? I went to Southern Utah University, that's and so cool. I got a dance education degree there. And that's awesome. um. Yeah, I was there for, but I also, I was there for uh, like five and a half years because I actually uh, left that school and studied abroad in Taiwan at uh, the University of Arts there. That's so cool. So Taiwan is like pretty awesome. Like that, not a lot of people go to do their school in Taiwan, especially like their dance education in Taiwan. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I would gladly tell you about that. Um, It was a great experience. I did not speak. I mean, I took a, I took a, a course in mandarin which is what (laughs) they speak there yeah Uh, yeah, a crash course it was basically (laughs) that but um and i didn't absorb much of it partially because the accent was very different when i got there oh yeah so i didn't understand (laughs) what i did know and um but i didn't need it because we were speaking a universal language if that makes sense which is dance (laughs) right so even though sometimes i couldn't um even communicate very well with my peers or my professors um, they were able, able to show me what I needed to do or um, we'd just say like a famous choreographer's name and we'd know what, what I needed to do. Oh, yeah. um, so it was really an interesting experience. Uh, it was really eye-opening to me because not only was I doing modern and um, like ballet and other forms of dance that we do here, I was also learning uh, 
like an international form of dance, which is um, classical Chinese, which has a similarity to ballet roots. It's, um, I would say it's even older than ballet. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but I'm assuming that it's much older than ballet. And um, it uses everything from props with um, fans to um, like using like rags to swords. Like I used to dance with swords actually. Oh wow. Which is really, really That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Was it like scary? Cause like, were you afraid to like cut your leg off or something? <laughs> well, they actually were, they were actually dulled. Okay, They good. were actually yeah. dulled so that you wouldn't do anything like that. And they were a lot lighter than a real sword would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we did definitely smack each other a few times. And, um, <laughs> That's funny. Dropped swords Got all the time. Lots of bruises probably. Uh, yeah, a few, <laughs> a few. That's really cool though. It was very, very cool. That's so. pretty awesome. So who's your favorite dancer? Do you have like a favorite person that dances? Oh, that's, that is a hard question. Um, that's yeah, you don't like hear a lot like about like different dancers. You hear about like singers and actresses and things, but yeah, yeah. there's so many dancers out there, but you don't really hear like about like certain ones. Yeah. Um, actually I can't, I can't recall his name. My favorite dancer is actually, he's in a, um, a movie called, uh, Mao's, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mao's dancer or, um, it's a, it's about a Chinese dancer who is raised in communist China and they take him away from his family when they're very young. And the ballot, the, the man who portrays this character, um, in this movie is actually from, he's with the London ballet and he's our principal dancer right now. Oh, wow. Um, with, with the Royal ballet, actually, that's what it's called. And, um, I can't, I don't know his, his real name. Um, he's my favorite dancer, but I, I love, um, Fred Astaire and I love, um, like Gene Kelly and, um, so many, oh, it's Yang Lingping, um, (laughs) he's the dancer's name. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so I, I love a lot of the classic dancers. Um, they're incredible, but I also, um, I think the, the dancers that have made the most effect in my life have actually not been, um, famous dancers or famous choreographers, but, um, people in my book who are just as magnificent. Um, my some of my professors from um, the schools that I danced at. That so. is so cool. Yeah. Wow. That would be crazy. Like, I remember when I was skating, I was obsessed with this. Well, not obsessed, but I really, really liked this skater. Oh, what was her name? She was a Russian skater. She was like really tiny. Oh, cool. And her and her husband. I remember his name. His name was Sergey. And what happened was, it was, like, the most beautiful story ever. So they were, like, they started skating with each other very young. And I, like, read a bunch of books about them. And eventually her husband died, which was, like, her skating partner. They had won the Olympics many times. And, like, he died oh, wow. and at, like, a young age. He was, like, 25, I think. It was crazy. I think he had a heart attack on ice. Whoa. Yeah. So, and they had a daughter and she was three years old. All that stuff. It was a really good story. Um, anyways, so let's take a break. I'm Rinsley, and that's Decca, and you're listening to Inman.
hear the term break a leg, what do you think of? Maybe it's the movies, musicals, stage shows, and theater. Break a Leg will explore all forms of creativity, whether it's from theater, movies, TV, or even books. On our show, we'll discuss all aspects of show business, including how to get your start and what's trending now. Guests include actors, singers, and dancers working in the industry to give you a unique and personal perspective. Tune in weekly to Break a Leg, your all-things entertainment show, Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Hey, and welcome to Indie. I'm Lindsay, and I'm here with Becca. And we were just recently talking over the break about how she went to Taiwan um, for part of her school, and she has some pretty interesting stories. So I'm going to have her tell you guys one because it's pretty crazy. So go ahead. So the story that Rinsley is talking about, I've actually told before um, what I've been teaching dance, and we got off a little off, off subject, and... Um, it's uh, a little bit of an embarrassing story, but it's also <laughs> really funny. So <laughs> it's worth the share, I think. Um, so at one point I uh, went on a trip with some friends and I, I got kidnapped. I didn't realize what the trip was going to entail. And they took me for longer and more extensively than I thought we were going to go around the island. And I did not realize that I needed to transfer some funds and I ran out of money. So even though the money was there, I couldn't access it. And I was alone at this point because we just finished the trip. And I did not know where I was going to go. <laughs> and I was supposed to meet up with a friend and stay at their house. But I'd also run out of, ironically, minutes on my cell phone. I had a temporary cell phone there. And I did not have any minutes left, nor did I have any cash to buy it. So <laughs> I had the equivalent of about, in my pocket, maybe 10 or 15 American dollars. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to get those funds transferred within the next day. So I wanted to hang on to that money. So I decided, well, here it is. Here's the decision. I think I'm going to have to spend the night homeless. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I decided to go where I felt the most safe. And so I went um, between, there's an LDS temple and a, uh, the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, which is a huge, um, a memorial with um, buildings and grounds and lots of security guards. And I picked a bench in between those two locations <laughs> because I knew it would be safe. And I slept there and I hardly got any sleep at all because the oh, wind was bet. howling and there was trucks driving. And I was, I was nervous. I, yeah. I was like, I'm a foreigner sleeping on a street. <laughs> yeah. In some random country. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope nothing <laughs> bad happens. Um, yeah, no, that's scary. <laughs> I would be freaked out. I I'd be like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt pretty safe, but I was still a little terrified. Um, 
anyways, then when I woke up the next morning, um, I actually had to go meet another friend somewhere. I didn't want them to know that I had spent the night homeless because I knew that they would feel so horrible and make it like they'd feel like it was their fault, even though it was no one's fault. Um, and so I went to the bathroom at the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall and they had a large handicapped bathroom. And, um, because Taiwan is a tropical, um, a tropical island, uh, they have <laughs> lots of bugs, like, uh, lots of poisonous, um, snakes, um, spiders the size of my hand, oh, um, <laughs> like lots and lots spiders. of bugs. <laughs> That's the one thing I can't stand is those spiders. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the even more so than the spiders, I dislike the cockroaches and oh, the cockroaches yeah. are about like... three or four inches long oh, and they gosh. fly, <laughs> they fly and they hiss and they will attack you. Um, <laughs> and that's the story. So I was, um, in the bathroom changing and outside of the bathroom there was a a really old Taiwanese woman who was mopping the floors (laughs) and keep in mind at this point that my Chinese was still not very good um it's still not good but I was I was still struggling with Chinese and um I was I had taken off all my clothes to change in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and I had my pants down at my ankle so I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't move very well and all of a sudden I hear this hissing noise and I turn around and there's this enormous cockroach chasing me <laughs> it's flying after me and so I start screaming as a natural reaction and I'm, I'm running around the bathroom stall <laughs> screaming and I hear the old woman outside like knocking on the door and asking me in Chinese like are, are you okay can I help you like what's going on and um I was so embarrassed I like didn't want her to come in and see me like unclothed so I was like in Chinese I answered was like like oh, oh like I'm sorry like it's okay like no worries I'm good like never mind <laughs> <laughs> um and she waited after until after i was done until like i walked out and kind of bowed to her and i was like it's okay and like walked out so that That's that so is the weird. cockroach story <laughs> and she had told me and my friends the story while we were in dance class and i just thought that was so funny yeah it's hilarious like and also because you didn't know the language that like well enough to be like it's just a cockroach you know it's all good yeah that's like so hilarious and then it makes me think like oh my gosh <laughs> if i went to a different country i wouldn't know what i was doing i'd probably just like i don't know because <laughs> i don't pick up on things unless it's like the only way i can learn things is through music because other than that i just have like a super hard time remembering and learning things so when it comes to learning a different language i stink <laughs> <laughs> so if i would like if i was to have to learn like a different language like Chinese, for example or mandarin or whatever mm-hmm. i would be like i wouldn't know i just wouldn't know what to do <laughs> you I, you know what you do they have karaoke bars um they have like karaoke like rooms that you rent out and you could learn the language that way because they sometimes oh, have wow. like the translation underneath that's smart mm-hmm. there we go there you problem go solved. problem goes, solved go rent out a karaoke yeah. room thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool and there's a lot of like really super cool like korean pop songs do they is that what they listen to in taiwan is like the korean pop yeah yeah they do they actually do listen to a lot of korean pop songs um they do have their own taiwanese pop um industry too oh wow it's just not as um well known yeah it's not as well known and there's not as much funding in it Mm -hmm. Uh, the koreans have gotten a a very much of a a jump start on that or a head start and so they actually like kind of manufacture their their k-pop bands um by training them for three or four years before they actually debut yeah (laughs) yeah you're telling us about that too like that's just crazy like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah like okay auto lumen when we started we just had to like get on it we're just like our first show was probably in about like i don't know probably three months but like to be 
getting ready for like a year or not a year, but mm-hmm. like however long they make you like three years or longer, like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But they're also probably a lot more well prepared and they know exactly <laughs> what to do. Like with Auto Lumen, we don't exactly, we aren't that prepared sometimes. <laughs> well, and I've seen just perform though. Yeah. And I, I sometimes think that like sometimes when you are, um, able to take what you have and run with yeah. it, then you can like decide later that you've had that like practice and like that worked, that didn't. Yeah. Now we know where to go. Like exactly. we have a clear path. So we I feel like it's useful. Trial and error. And you yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then you just don't do it again. But if it works out, do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what we do. And sometimes it's humiliating, <laughs> but sometimes it's not too bad. We've had some instances where it's like, oh my gosh, I did I really just do that? <laughs> I remember when we were raising money to get like different different equipment for Auto Lumen. We were getting our um, cordless head mics. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always be like, hey, everybody, you want to come and because I'm I don't know why, but. I'm the one that's most, like, comfortable with, like, Mm -hmm. asking people for money. (laughs) So I was just like, hey, you know, we're trying to raise money for cordless head mics. Well, instead, I said headless microphones. So I was like, "Um, that's wrong. (laughs) Sorry. And, like, I would just, like, mess up on my words like that a lot. Like, when it comes to the scene, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever, like, forgotten the words or anything Mm -hmm. like that when I'm singing. But when it comes to, like talking and things like oh my gosh i have had some like the worst mistakes happen like just talking so that's one thing that we have to do that we don't always do very good is we have to make sure that we know exactly what we're gonna say before we get on stage well and i think that's hard too because you're practicing so hard on everything else that Mm -hmm. like that's like the last thing in your mind it's gotta be like we have to like get ready for like that we gotta be like okay right now we're gonna be writing our script Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we don't know what else to do and i think that a lot of like singers probably have that where they're like yeah, because, like, I was watching the Red concert, Taylor Swift concert on mm-hmm. YouTube, which I don't know if that's illegal or not, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it, it was on there. I wasn't being legal. I, think, I was just I think you're it. good. I think, I think you're I'm good, good, yeah. So <laughs> I was watching it, and she has, like, all this stuff planned to, like, say while they play, like, a video behind her, you know, like, she'll be like, and this is, like, I don't know. I don't know what she said, but, like, it was just cool because she had like it all planned out mm-hmm. and she had like a whole video montage playing behind her while she was talking and it was all cheesy, but it was still cool, you know? Yeah. Like when you're talking like over music or something like we do in one of our songs, great things that I wrote, Kylie always gives this like little pep talk at the end and it sounds like super cheesy, but like how else are you supposed to do that with music behind you? Yeah. <laughs> Especially music that's like super inspirational. So you just got to kind of go with it and hope that your audience kind of goes with it too. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're kind of screwed. So, yeah. So, back to on topic. Who's your favorite artist? This could be dance, singing, art, whatever. Oh. Because um, actually, you're like a super good singer, too. I just realized that. Oh, thanks, Rins. Becca, we should like, we should get you to record stuff and everything. Okay. Um, I'm talking to Nancy. We're going <laughs> to do this. <laughs> my, um, I would say right now, my two favorite singers are um, Amel Mathlutli and uh, Woodkid. Oh, what kids Actually, cool. Like, I yeah. like them both a lot. Mostly because Becca introduced them to us. Like, <laughs> Becca has the coolest, like, music taste. Like, she just has such different music. Really cool. So, we're going to take a break. I'm Rinsley, that's Becca, and you're listening to Indie.
your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. At 14, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, real kids, real talk radio. You are listening to Indy on the Voice America Kids channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Hey, and welcome to Indy. I'm Rinsley, and I'm here with Becca, my dance teacher. So, first, we're going to do our weekly spotlight, which is fun because we watch the spotlight. So, um, today, I'm going to be spotlighting Anil Mathluthi, and Becca's going to help me because she's the one who introduced me to her, and she's amazing so we're going to talk about her so just some basic information on her um she was born january 11th 1982 and she's 32 and she's from tanisha 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 and she's a singer songwriter and she's amazing and she started in 2008 so becca want to take over from here i will take over um (laughs) i actually found uh i found her music when i was on itunes looking for something uh, looking for world music, actually, for a project, um, a choreography project I was doing. And I found one of her pieces, and it was called Stranger. Oh, love and, that song. And it was, like, there are, there are a few pieces of, like, music or um, art that I've seen that have been, like, life-changing for me. And that was one of those. Um, I couldn't stop listening to it, and I knew I needed to choreograph um, a dance to it. And when I got back um, to the States after, because I was actually found it in, when I was in Taiwan. And when I get back to the States, I did choreograph something to it. And um, the more I had to research her to make sure 
I wasn't being disrespectful to the music actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it is ethnic music and, um, I, I don't understand the language. And so I didn't want to, yeah. um, do anything that would be disrespectful. So, um, her music is actually Tunisian revolt music. And, uh, the music that she writes, uh, she started to write when she was in Tunisia. Um, but she was a woman. I mean, she's a woman and she can't, uh, write or perform that. Not now, but she she was, (laughs) she still is a woman. Um, she's a slip of tongue, but, uh, she wasn't really allowed to perform, um, because of uh, her gender. And also because the music that she was writing was controversial because it was, um, it was not anti-government, but it was anti the government that was in place. Um, she's written songs like Tyrant and, um, with titles like Tyrant or, um, like a burial or something like that about like basically like overthrowing or getting rid of the government that's in place or the hope to find a new one that would be better, um, to change the situations that they were living in. And, um, she ended up moving to France and from there she was actually started to publicly perform her music. And, uh, she performed, um, in the same spot that the French revolution, uh, was uh, taking place and so cool. in an audience in front of an audience of about 10 or 11,000 people. And, um, nothing was happening beforehand when she was trying to uh, get her media or social media to, uh, take this music back to Tunisia to give these people hope and inspiration, um, in their fight. And, um, it wasn't until that concert that it really uh, made a difference. They were able to reach uh, a lot of the population and it bolstered a lot of, uh, um, drive and willpower, um, during that revolt. And, uh, she said something about, um, uh, what, why she writes her music and why she performs, even though it's a struggle for her to sneak back into the country and hold these concerts or to, to do this controversial, controversial music, which, um, at any point in time she could lose her life for. Um, and she says, I realized that that was the power. Math Luthi says the power is to write songs because the songs are eternal. The melodies will be here like witnesses, but the dictatorship and the persons will go. And that is why I write this song. Um, I actually found that, uh, it's so, it's so cool. I know, um, she inspires me so much as an artist, um, even though I have no revolutions to, to commandeer or to, to bolster, (laughs) you know, um, but it inspires me because she doesn't stop even though the risks are so high. Um, and I actually found that quote off of a, of a, uh, it's an interview off NPR.org. Incredible. If you ever get the chance to read it, you should. Yeah, that's so cool. She's amazing. Like, I can only hope that I can be good enough like her, like, because, okay, first off, her music is like, oh my gosh, it's so good, like, I can mm-hmm. listen to it all day, because it's just so different, and the song Stranger that you talked about, which you also choreographed a dance for us to mm-hmm. that song, which is a really cool dance, by the way, and it's also, like, the coolest song ever, it's just, I love how she just moves her voice, like, it's just cool, like, it's almost yodeling but not yeah she's such a she's such a unique she's artist so unique. in the way she it's commands crazy. her voice and then yeah. the instrumentals that she uses because she combines um western and europe eastern european music as well as her that. own ethnicity so it's it's very it's very different it's very chilling and it's, and it's, it's very really cool like it's like mm-hmm. super cool like if i was like some kind of spy if i was doing a spy movie i would put her songs in a spy movie if i was doing like some kind of arabian movie i'll mm-hmm. put her songs in that movie like her songs are just so cool so make sure you go look her up and support her because she is doing this for an amazing cause and mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think how dedicated she is so definitely go look her up and support her so now i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about <laughs> the different gigs and things that i have around 
the place. <laughs> so, um, November 15th in downtown Mesa, Arts and Crafts Center, me and Auto Lumen, not me, but Auto Lumen, which is me kind of, so you should probably come, and Totality are going to be dancing and singing there. So come on down to downtown Mesa and you can come check us out. It's near like Mangoes and it's at the Arts and Crafts Festival. So yeah, just come on down, check us out. It'll be really fun. You won't regret it. And also I'm going to be doing some stuff. Um, with Yo Waffle, the um, waffle and yogurt place, it's on Higley and Elliot. And um, yeah, it's just so, it's a really good place. Oh my gosh, their food's so good. Like they have waffles and they put frozen yogurt on them. And I had one the other night and it was good. Becca had one too. It was delicious. <laughs> you should all try it. Her and Trekka had one. Oh. Trekka's Becca's boyfriend. It well, just works because that's their celebrity couple named. <laughs> His name is Travis. My name is Becca. <laughs> yeah. But it's, that their food's good. So go check that out because, yeah, you won't regret it. It's amazing. And also, I'm going to start recording some of my original songs and some cover songs. So I'm going to be recording an album now for Rinsley, not Auto Lumen, because I normally record it for Auto Lumen. But this time I get to record it for Rinsley, and I'm so, so, so excited. So definitely keep your ears open for that and make sure you download it when it comes out. So yeah, that's that. And now I want to talk about Becca and what she's doing because I know she has a dance company that does stuff. So Becca, do you want to tell us about what you do? Um, yes, I can do that. Um, do you mean like shows that are mm -hmm. coming up? Yeah, different shows and things that you're doing, gigs and whatnot. Um, let me check my calendar real fast. We are doing, um, I can't remember them always off the top of my head, but no, we are totally. doing, um, day of the dead at a lock, um, which is, um, American Latino, um, arts association, um, down in downtown Phoenix. And, uh, it's usually, I mean, there are evening works, um, the whole, the whole night, um, everything from painting and, uh, musicians to dancers and we're dancing and we are doing a day of the dead theme. So we'll have the full painted makeup on and and it'll be really fun. You should um, come out and join. And then on the 15th, the 14th and 15th, um, Altitude Aerials, um, we actually share a space with them. And they do aerial dance work. So That's the cool. hoops so and the silks. Like oh, okay. So they, they suspend That's themselves from the ceiling That's and so dance cool. um, from the silks and uh, like the canopies and stuff like that. Don't so like some people do it in like point shoes too? Um, like, no, I've I actually never that seen that. One. I've only, s I've seen it like once or twice, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, it hasn't picked up a huge following yet so yeah. um I that was kind of cool though. i was like oh yeah <laughs> point shoes and aerial stuff <laughs> yeah yeah no just add another challenge in there right no, seriously <laughs> <laughs> but they um so they're doing a season show and we'll be performing with them as well That's um so, cool. so it's it's actually their students show so they get to their students get to choreograph and get to perform their work too that's really super cool so. yeah because you just have such cool stuff like you just okay becca does like the coolest dance like it's not like <laughs> your like stereotypical dance it's not like show dance or whatever but it's like dancing that makes you think how cool is that and she was explaining to us many different things because she does that a lot she explains things to us because we need to be explained too <laughs> 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 and <laughs> so we were talking about like different types of dance and she was saying how the type of dance that she does which is like contemporary and modern right mm -hmm. is yeah. they're not like well i guess more some people watch contemporary modern but like it tells a story mm -hmm. so 
a lot of people don't like to think, and that's why it doesn't sell out as much as like show theme. You could probably explain it much better. Why don't you well, just do that? Um, <laughs> I don't want to discount any any form of dance, no, but yeah. um, basically what we were we were discussing is that there are different types of dance, and the ones that are the most commonly known are uh, like a more commercial form of dance, like tap dancing or um, like ballerinas and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, the dance that I do uh, right now is less for entertainment and more for art and for um, philosophy and uh, like concept thinking. And so that makes it really um, a little bit sometimes less entertaining. Um, and is maybe if you're tired or you're more interested in being entertained, then that's not the form that you'd go to. Um, but every dance form is wonderful and has a place and um is so great to be a part of and um, as an entertainer um, as well as an artist as well as an audience member. That's so true. Well, we're going to take a break. And I'm Rinsley. And that's Becca. And you're listening to Indie. about the world concerns you is it future success is it world issues are you just looking to change the world in general tune in to what up world it doesn't matter who you are where you come from or what you look like everyone is entitled to the same chance for success follow your dreams move forward make a difference tune in to what up world every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Hey, I'm Rinsley, and you're listening to Indie, and I'm here with Becca, my dance teacher, who's pretty awesome. So, well, actually, she's not pretty awesome. She's really awesome. So, um... This segment is the fourth segment, and this is the segment where we talk about how to be indie. And so this segment, I thought we could give back a little bit, since normally we are always talking about how to be indie and what we can do to make ourselves look indie. Well, this time we're going to talk about how to feel indie. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to go in the feels. Well, so I was thinking we could talk about how to use being indie for good because when you could be indie and you could be like so awesome, but something that's really important, I think, to being indie is being really like a good person and doing good things for other people. And so I thought we could talk about how to serve others through our talents. So I, one thing that I thought, and I don't know, you can definitely add on this, Becca, Mm -hmm. is teaching other people because one thing that will really benefit is if, if we have our own talents, if we share that with other people, then they can share that with other people and we could just make a bunch of people who can do this thing that, I don't know, it's just helpful. Definitely. What do you think? Um, definitely. I agree with you on that. Um, and the reasons being for that is that anytime that you join a team or a company or have commitments with other people who are counting on you for performances or for just like a sports team, maybe mm-hmm. like you have a game. Um, anytime you join a situation like that, um, you are gaining like a second family. Exactly. If that makes sense. And um, looking at that as a teacher, having had those experiences already in my life, mm-hmm. Um, having been a part of a team or a part of a company um, and now being a teacher in that situation, watching my girls or um, my dancers um, get to experience that where um, it's a place where you can fail Mm -hmm. and then relearn. (laughs) It's a place where you can um, be expected to have responsibility Mm -hmm. and to have duties and um, to know that it's not just your actions. um, Like your actions do not just affect you, but they affect everyone in this, this small family that you're a part of. And, um, yeah. And so I, I really, I really like being a part of that and, and seeing, um, being a facilitator, even though I really don't have a lot of influence on you guys in that sense, the way you you guys react. We do. (laughs) You have no idea how much you influence (laughs) us. Well, I I guess what I mean is like the, you guys are already friends and you guys already have a lot of history together. Um, and I guess for me, like the, the most beautiful thing to me is, um, to see how hungry you guys are for the choreography or the technique that I'm giving you. Um, and the reason why I say that is because um, the world does not expect you to be excellent in areas or avenues like this. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to put forth the effort and you do that, you're going to find that you live a life that is far more um, rich, that is uh, cultured, that gives you lots of opportunities, even if you do not continue on to be a professional dancer or a professional musician or a football player. Um, it teaches you dedication and it teaches you, um, all the right principles that you'd want to learn. I apply a lot of my own experiences, um, as a fellow dancer in my company or, um, growing, like growing up and being a part of a team, um, into my relationships, um, as well as into, um, how I live my life. And so it has a huge influence. So the reason why I want to to be a part of a, a part of that and be a teacher and um, see you guys experience that is so that maybe you will never be professional. Maybe that's not your dream, mm-hmm. but for the right here and the right now, um, the experience that you guys get um, to be with each other, um, to dedicate yourself yourself to something and believe in yourself um, for something that has a greater purpose than just entertainment. Definitely, I totally agree with that. And as at, while you're teaching, you influence your students so much. And that's like another thing that we just benefit. And like you were saying before with how you take things from your professors and 
that's like a lot with teachers is that you take a lot from each teacher that you have. And even Kylie, which is one of the girls in Auto Lumen, so you guys should remember last, was it last episode? Or it was the first episode, actually, just kidding. We had Auto Lumen, I had Auto Lumen on, and we were talking, you know, so you remember Kylie. And I was talking to her, and I we were talking about, because Kylie is a phenomenal dancer. She's amazing. She's so good. I wish I could be like her. <laughs> she's just, she's just so good at what she does. And... I was talking to her, and I can't remember how we got on the subject, but we were talking about how good she was. <laughs> and she said that, because with Totality, we have so many different dance teachers come and go. Mm-hmm. Well, she has anyways, throughout her dancing, because she's been dancing forever with them. And she was saying how she took something different from each teacher. She's learned something new that was good from each teacher. And I think that's something to really that puts it in perspective because a lot of times if you have a teacher that maybe you don't like or I don't know someone that maybe you're just like oh I don't like this teacher and I don't want to work with them and you know all that thing you have to remember that you're gonna take something away from that teacher that's good than just being negative about it the whole time so that was something that she said that I thought that was really neat that is neat yeah so when also another way to serve while being indie is performing for others Mm -hmm. because I think that's just something that might add to their day, whether it's they're feeling down and you do something that maybe lifts their spirits or they're wondering about something and they're having a hard time deciding or just something that's really bothering them and you can help them resolve that. And there's just so many different ways that the arts affect people in their lives and to be able to help them with that by just doing what you love is amazing because you can just change lives through just doing singing to someone or dancing for someone you know and so that's something that i thought was really cool yeah and it, it, do you mind if i add on to that no, go please okay um yeah i'd really agree with that and what you had to say because i feel like um while everyone has access to a tv or yeah. youtube or that kind of stuff there's a difference with the live performance and um, feel that feeling that's there well and there's yeah there's a feeling that there's an atmosphere that is there that you wouldn't experience elsewhere and the other thing is that um, you're watching another human being that's relatable instead of them being very far away in a studio or um, on a screen yeah. doing something that, you know, you, you question their special effects or that kind of stuff. Seeing a live performance, um, you're watching an artist and a performer bear their heart out for you. Um, and their their ability to break down their own barriers and their, all, their own walls to have no inhibitions um, in front of you and maybe you recognize that they're afraid maybe you don't um but regardless it takes some some sort of strength and some kind of um, bravery to get up and perform in front of people um and as an audience member when you are able to recognize that and experience that situation with them um you drop your barriers down too definitely right and then you are more prone to listen to what they have to say or are so excited that they are choosing to spend their time to perform for you. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you take your art out to the community, um, especially if you're doing service work, definitely right, performing for people without the expectation of getting paid or uh, mm-hmm. a renewal of a contract or something like that, anytime that you have that situation, um, it speaks volumes about um, the artist and, or the performer, um, but it also changes the lives of people who maybe aren't able to pay for a performance or are too sick to go to see one um that means the world to them like a lot of times totality will go to different like i don't know old folks homes Mm -hmm. or different places where we can serve 
and it's really neat because that's our way of giving back to the community mm-hmm. who blesses us with all of our other opportunities and things. And it's really neat to see their like reactions to different things you do. Cause we normally our dances are kind of ha- more happy and we do mm-hmm. some fun things, you know, but even though we get people cr- coming up and crying because of how excited they are that we came or how grateful they were that we came and it just makes you feel good and it makes you remember why you're doing it. And especially when not to be religious but when you're singing christian music a lot of times people really react to that and we can get a lot of really good responses from that yeah um i think a lot of you what i've noticed about what you're saying rins is that a lot of people um before they go to the performance sometimes they're not as enthusiastic to go and actually perform in these situations like at a rest home or in a hospital um um, but they're going to do it because they made a commitment right and then when they get there um and they perform um I know for me, those have been my favorite performances. Yeah, because or you for see the girls how that much they're... Yeah. Just how much they appreciate it more. Especially, like, my favorite show with Auto Lumen was when we went to the... Just to an elementary school. Because of how well we were received by the kids that were just so excited to have us. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite. You're so cool, you know. And it's funny because you don't think you're that cool. But mm-hmm. to these people, you are. And they genuinely just appreciate that you came. And it's so neat to see that. And other times you could be like, well, I don't really see why I'm here. Like, they probably don't even want me to be here. But other times you get people like that. And it's just so neat to see how well you're received. And so thank you so much for listening to Indie. You've been listening to Indie. My name is Rinsley, and I'm here with my guest today, Becca Boisel. And this show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Network Radio. We empower kids. Thanks for listening to Indie. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Kids channel. Are you feeling inspired to be original now? Go do something awesome, beautiful, and be Indie. Now from the Kids Star Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish.
Wisp Pops from the Kickstarter album of the month. 